Well, good morning and welcome again to St. Paul's Bloor Street. My name is Tyler. If we haven't met, I'm so glad that you are here. Before I begin, I invite you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, drown this place in your spirit. Give us your spirit this morning so that through your spirit we might encounter your living word and see the face of your son, Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be with me according to your word. It's maybe one of the most astonishing sentences anyone's ever said. It's certainly one of the most consequential lines ever uttered. Let it be with me according to your word. Because this is the sentence where Mary consents. She consents to what she's just heard from an unsolicited angel. An angel who shows up in her room telling her that she's going to be a mother, though she's a virgin. And not just any mother, but the mother of a king. And not just any king, but a holy child. Called the Son of the Most High. Called the Son of God. All that, and Mary says, let it be with me according to your word. And with that, she invites God to enter the world in the person of Jesus Christ. She invites God to come into the world through her belly. Let it be with me according to your word. Can we think about what that cost Mary to do? What that would have meant? What an incomprehensibly intimate thing she's agreeing to here? We don't know how old she was, but she's a young woman, almost certainly a teenager. Adulthood came on faster in that time and place, but even so, she's young. But she knows what pregnancy does to a body. She's seen her relatives. She knows the sickness that comes. The way that a woman's body changes to put her baby first. To feed her baby even if it starves her. To protect her baby above all else. The growing discomfort along the relentless timeline of gestation. She knows how hard it is. I've been with my wife through three complicated pregnancies and labors, and what that's taught me is that I really don't have a single hot clue of what's really involved on a bodily level to bring a child into this world. But Mary knew. She's seen mothers die trying to give their children life. She's seen many more babies die trying to come into the world. She's seen enough to be rightfully afraid so she knows the angel's proclaiming something that very well might kill her. And still she says, yes, let it be. And we don't get to know why. Could she have said no? That's a big theological counterfactual, isn't it? Gabriel says, behold, this is happening. So what if Mary had said, nuh-uh, no thanks, hard pass. I can't imagine that Jesus comes into the world against his mother's will. 
I mean, I guess God knew who he was talking to. She's special. Greetings, favored one, Gabriel says. The Lord is with you. But what's that mean? Why is God with her? Why is this random teenager favored? Is it because she's the kind of young woman who cocks her head and narrows her eyes to see an angel in her bedroom? Who holds her tongue and thinks about what this Gabriel, if that's what your real name is, is saying? The kind of young woman whose first questions aren't about the kind of king her kid's going to be, but about the mechanics of how this is going to play out. How can this be? I'm a virgin. Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel said. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called Son of God. That's how it happens. The power of the Most High overshadows Mary's body the way that God overshadowed the ark when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt. The Holy Spirit descends, and with that power through which nothing is impossible, her body conceives of itself a child. And I know, like just statistically speaking, at least some of you are thinking, that's crazy, that's impossible. But let me tell you that the virgin birth actually isn't even on the top 10 list of crazy things that Christians believe. Like, we all come from nowhere. God is real. God's power is real. So God causes a spontaneous conception. It's honestly just not that weird. Let's acknowledge that the creator of DNA was up to the challenge. Mary conceiving as a virgin isn't the main miracle on display here. The real miracle is Mary saying, yes, let it be. Who is this Mary that she can say, yes, I will give my flesh to God, that God may take on flesh? Who is this Mary that she can say, I will give a body to the salvation of the world? Who is Mary that she can say, I will give a body to the word of God? In the beginning was the Word, the Gospel of John tells us, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. The Word was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through the Word. And that's how the Bible describes creation, God speaking. In the beginning, the first sentences of the Bible read, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness hovered over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And what happens then is God says, let there be light. Now you might be wondering what this has to do with Mary. And that's fair. So here it is. She says yes to God's word, which is the word that created everything. And she says it just like God did. Let there be light, God said. Let it be is how God creates everything. Let there be light. Let there be earth. Let there be water. Let it be. And Mary says, let it be. Let it be with me according to your word. Whatever your word is, God, let it find a home in me. Let it be. Let it be. It's somewhere between a wish and a command. This wild openness to whatever's to come. Let's be friends. Let's get a puppy. Let's pray. Let it be with me, according to God's word. 
Our dishwasher broke last month, and we have a family of five, so we had to get a new one, and it was a whole thing. And before I was taking out the old one and wiring in the new one, I did two very important things. I turned the water off at the source, and I flipped the fuse on the breaker panel. And if you are at all handy, you know that why I did those things, because I didn't want to die twitching in a puddle on my kitchen floor. You cut the power and you cut the water so that nothing gets through. It's the right thing to do with major appliance installation. It is the wrong thing to do with God. Most of us go through life saying no to God a lot, to God's word for our lives. Our fuses are permanently tripped. There's no heavenly voltage sneaking through. Our valves are shut tight against living water. Let it be with me according to my word. My will be done. My kingdom come. And I'll call on God when things get out of hand. And our lives are safe from God that way. But not Mary. Let it be with me according to your word as Mary letting the water and the power flow free. She said yes to God's word moving through her life, her own body. She believed that God's word is good for her. That God's word loves her. An angel's talking to her. Angel means messenger. Gabriel's not delivering his own opinion. He's a speaker broadcasting the word of God. That's the word that Mary says yes to. Let it be. And the same word, the word that God spoke to create light and all things, is the same word that God spoke to God's prophets, is the same word that Gabriel says to Mary, is the same word that took on flesh of Mary, the word made flesh, the Son of God, Jesus, Jesus is the word that God speaks. Jesus is the word that Gabriel is sharing. It's the word of God, the word that created all things, including Mary, who Mary will give flesh and life to. That's the incredible thing that she does. She takes her creative energies, her creative words, because we all have that power. God gives us all energy and words. And she takes them and she aligns them with God's creative word and God's creative power. She's just a Palestinian teenager, but she uses her words to open the valve, to flip the breaker, and welcome the power of God's word in her life. When Mary says, let it be with me according to your word, she's greeting her son. Listen. I know I've just gone several clicks too mystical here for many of you because I'm going on about Mary aligning herself with the creative purposes of God and you're here on a pretty crummy day with real problems. Your work's lousy or your marriage is on the rocks or you just got dumped or laid off. Your kid's in rehab, the doctor called with bad news. Or you're dealing with even more profound griefs that I know some of you are going through, but I'm not going to name them here because I don't want to trigger you, but you know what they are. Or life is just a grind with inflation and groceries and your variable rate mortgage or the living nightmare that is Toronto's rental market. Would you believe me if I told you I knew how you felt? Let it be indeed. But here's the danger of Christmas. Because all around we're surrounded by these nostalgic pictures of an ideal life of sleigh bells and tinsel, but it never existed. 
and it's not going to exist. See, Christmas isn't really about the past, or Christmas is only about the past in as much as it tells us something from the past that gives us hope for the present. About an ever new promise that you can say yes to God's word in your life, just like Mary did. That that word longs to come into your life. And the word doesn't make everything shiny and fun or even okay, but it's true. And it's good. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, if Gabriel showed up in my room, I'd believe too. But Mary had to get pregnant and give birth to God, so she got an angel. The rest of us just get God's word the normal way, which is scripture and the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, we have God's word written. So if you want to say with Mary, let it be unto me according to your word, the place to start is scripture. And let me help you make this real practical. Start now. Pick up our Advent devotional on your way out. We're almost done, but no time like the present, right? There are daily scripture readings. They are short. Read them. And pray with Mary. Let it be with me according to your word. And 2024 is around the corner, so resolve to turn up your spiritual life in the new year. It's a great time to join one of our connect groups, small groups of people meeting weekly or bi-weekly to study scripture and pray together. We've got over 30 groups and new ones forming. Decide to start your new year that way. Read God's word with others and pray with Mary. Let it be with me, according to your word. Or maybe 2024 is going to be the year when you finally develop a habit of Bible reading. You could check out the Bible in One Year app. It's accessible, it's interesting, it's regular. Read God's word and pray with Mary. Let it be with me, according to your word. Maybe 2024 is going to be the year that you build the habit of prayer. I know that's a struggle for so many people. Our daily prayer booklets are going to be available next Sunday, 10 to 20 minutes a day, prayer framed by God's word, daily scripture readings, where God becomes your daily friend, your companion. As you pray with Mary, let it be with me, according to your word. I want us to wrap up this morning by an extended time of praying with Mary. And if you've been here a while, you know that I'm big on breath prayers. A breath prayer is a prayer you pray with a single breath. It's good for those of us with short attention spans. Because for a single breath, at least, we can focus. We can join head and heart and breath. And Mary's consent is one of my favorite breath prayers. You inhale silently, let it be with me and you exhale according to your word. One of the greatest prayers in scripture. So try that. Inhale silently, let it be with me according to your word. Right? Got it? If you like that, keep it up. I'm going to speak God's word over you. Not my word. God's word. And if you consent to it, I want you to pray with Mary. Let it be with me, God according to your word, in, out, don't stop. Because someone here is wondering about Jesus, what he's all about. And God's word says, God loved the world this way, he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Let it be with me, according to this word. Someone here is anxious, is fighting, is on fire 
And God's word whispers, be still and know that I am God. Let it be with me according to your word. Someone here feels far from God, but God's word says, if I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. Let it be with me according to your word. And a lot of people here are lonely. But the word of God declares, see the home of God is with mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. Let it be with me. According to your word. Someone here feels like a nobody. Feels worthless. But the word of God says, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And you are mine. Let it be with me according to your word. Someone here feels unforgivable, but God's word declares over you, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Let it be with me, according to your word. Someone here is desperate for a fresh start, And God's word says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. Let it be with me, according to your word. And someone here is sick, and I pray healing for you. But come what may, God's word declares that my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Let it be with me, according to your word. And perhaps someone here is dying. And maybe we won't see you much longer until the resurrection. But God's word takes you by the hand and it will not let you go. And it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Let it be with me, according to your word. And someone here just doesn't know what to do. But for you, know that Mary's consent is God's word too. It's scripture. Because sometimes there's a peace simply in accepting that Christmas isn't going to go the way you want. That the life you want for yourself, your comfort, your ease, my comfort, my ease is not God's highest purpose. Life can be hard, but God has got you. So whatever you do, whatever your life is, pray with Mary. Let it be with me, God, according to your word. Because the word of God is powerful. The word of God does what the word is sent to do. It saves us. So keep praying 
and see what the Holy Spirit says to you in silence. Because the Word of God didn't just speak in Scripture. The Word of God is still speaking through the Spirit. And the beauty of Christmas, the arrival of the Word into flesh, is that maybe the Word of God is doing something new with you today. Whatever that is, let it be.